0: Hello, hello! Yes, welcome one and welcome all. I am your host, Clark Van Deventer, and you are listening to the Around the World Podcast. Um, welcome to the podcast, which, by the way, is a spinoff of my massively popular class on out School. Outschool.com, check it out. Around the World with Mr. Clark. Basically, a bunch of kids between the ages of about, oh, nine and 15 think that I'm pretty cool. Uh, (laughs) Yes, yes, I'm really popular with a like 12 year old crowd. Each week we travel to a new country and and like we don't really travel, right? But we sort of pretend to, we pick a different country and we have a route that we're sort of following. Uh, We pick a country and we are traveling or imagining we're traveling um, and what it would be like to visit that place. We learn some facts and I cover some stuff that probably checks some boxes, like what's the capital and how many people live there and what's the predominant religion and stuff like that. Uh, But we also look at cool places we'd want to visit if we were to go to that country. We look them up on Google Maps. We figure out how long it takes to get from one side of the country to the other. We check them out in VR. I mean, like, how cool is it to get on a class with a bunch of kids and look at VR or the Taj Mahal or the Great Wall of China? Um, But we also um, do other stuff. Look at the kinds of foods people eat in that country. Uh, like, what do you just have to eat when you go there? Like, how can you go to France and not eat crepes? Or I live in Alabama now. How would you travel to Alabama if you're going to go to like one trip in your life to Tuscaloosa? Roll Tide, y'all! And you you didn't eat barbecue. It's like, what's wrong with you? How did you go to Tuscaloosa and not eat barbecue? I, that kind of stuff, right? And on this podcast, I share some of the highlights of class each week. And one of the things I find interesting, like this happens all the time. I go into class thinking this is going to be the thing the kids grab onto. And it's something totally different that I never expected. Uh, For example, this always happens. It seems like each week, we usually meet three or four people in in the history of that country and learn about them. And I try to mix it up in terms of, you know, I don't want all political leaders. I, I don't want all artists. I don't want all musicians. I, I want some mix of people. But we'll usually meet three or four people in the history of that country and talk about uh, their influence. And right, if I were in Brazil, if I were going to Brazil, I may pick a soccer player, um because right soccer is really big in brazil uh if i were going to paris i may pick charles de gaulle because like hey guys we flew into charles de gaulle airport like who's charles de gaulle right and charles de gaulle is pretty important in modern france so things like that um and so often i think that there's going to be a clear winner i'm like oh yeah totally um yeah like charles de gaulle is going to win in france and it's someone i totally didn't expect um that very often happens um but and what's really cool is when the kids are teaching me when they ask me when they say things they contribute things about a country they already knew that i didn't know or they ask me questions and we have to look this stuff up in class and answer the question it's really cool Um, uh, this week was especially fun and a little i will admit a little intimidating <laughs> i'm intimidated by Right, like an eleven-year-old girl. Why am I intimidated by an eleven-year-old girl? Because this week I was teaching on North Korea and South Korea, and one of my students actually lives in South Korea. So that that's like a little intimidating, right? Because I've never been to South Korea, and she's lived her whole life in South Korea. I think her whole life in South Korea. And so, yeah, I'm like, well, I hope I'm getting this right. Um, uh, so two interesting things about that. One is that one of my, when I'm preparing for class, there's a couple of things that I always do. Um, one is that if I know people who have who live in, have lived in or have traveled to that country, I will often check in with them and ask, ask friends who I know have traveled around the world or lived around the world, hey, what can you tell me about South Korea or whatever the country is? Um, that's one thing I do. Uh, The other thing that I do that I think is really interesting is that, and my students know this. I teach this class every week, and obviously, I'm the teacher of this class. I'm the host of this podcast. I teach this class, and right, I am who I am. Right, I am Clark Van Deventer. I was born in Indiana. Um, um, Right, I'm white. I'm male. Uh, I come from a certain socioeconomic background. like I, I just have a I have a certain perspective on the world based upon who I am um, and, and my background. then I can I can try to expand my perspective. I can practice open-mindedness. I can seek to become a more open um, and well-rounded person, but I am who I am. My class every week, my slides, and I I have slides that are prepared for class. Those slides are prepared by an assistant who I've worked with for over a year now, who is a woman that lives in the Philippines. And I just think that's really cool that, right? And, And I say, hey, we're going to the Philippines and here's some things I definitely want to talk about. Or in this case, we're going to North Korea and South Korea. Here's some things I really want to talk about um but it's kind of like what do you think i'm missing based up, and she's she's an educated woman right she has like degrees in education and has been a teacher right she's a very interesting person and so these slides are put together from her perspective and talk from my perspective she will often phrase things in a, in a slide where i'm kind of like huh I wouldn't have put it like that. I, I wouldn't have said that. I, I wouldn't have thought that. So I just think it's cool. Um, and so for class this week, right, I, I I do have this, right, I have this girl who's from South Korea, and I'm a little bit like, I hope I'm getting this right. Uh, so I'm intimidated by an 11-year-old girl. Um, but I'm also like, well, at least Margellan has has helped me with these slides, and the Philippines are a lot closer to – to Korea than Alabama. And so hopefully Margell has, has helped me um, cover any blind spots. I asked, it was cool in class this week to have, to have this young lady and to be able to occasionally say, uh, is this right? Or right, we go to Seoul and we're, we're now like we're in class and we're looking at VR of Seoul. And I'm like, tell us about Seoul. But I did start class uh, this week, and I asked her, hey, hey, like, what's one thing that we need to know about South Korea? Um, and because she's an 11-year-old girl, and I was pulling putting her on the spot, she was like, I don't know. Um, she could not think of anything, which, right, this makes sense. We often can't think of anything. I, like, put me on the spot. I'm a talkative guy. You put me on the spot. I sometimes can't think, of okay, very rarely can't think of anything to talk about. But. She couldn't think of anything until I said, okay, well, tell us about a food. And she said, kimchi. And I was very happy about that because, right, my class every week is people, places, things. And things is kind of like cleanup at the end of class. It's sort of like, what did we not talk about that we need to make sure we really talk about? Because how could I possibly talk about Korea and not talk about this? And one of my things was kimchi. Uh, one of my other things, by the way, was K-pop, right? Like Korean pop music. Um, which I know is a thing, right? Like just these, these, right? Korean pop music. uh, I I can picture them in my mind, right? What a Korean pop singer looks like and the glamour behind it. And yeah, all of that. And I'm like, well, I can think of one K-pop song. And so, uh, and I told the kids, I'm like, I think we all, I think we all know at least one K-pop song. And so we listened to about 30 seconds of the music um, or the song Gangman Style. <laughs> and I had some kids get up and start dancing. But interestingly, if you Google, if you Google, is Gangman Style K-pop? A couple of things come up. W- one, it just or it's, it's the Wikipedia entry. It says Gangman Style is a K-pop song. So Wikipedia is identifying Gangman Style as K-pop. Gangman Style... Is a K-pop song by South Korean rapper PSY, created on July 15th, 2012. All right, so Wikipedia is comfortable saying that Gangman Style is K-pop. Um, but you know how Google will will also do this, like uh, people also ask. And there's this, there's this other line, and it says, Why is Gangman style not k-pop? And this is from from uh, globe, globalasia.org, why Gangma Style isn't K-pop. And this one says, by any measure, P.S. White does not meet the criteria for a Korean pop star. He is chubby, average looking, middle aged, and married with children. He is comical rather than gorgeous or sexy. <laughs> right? So apparently if you are chubby, average looking, middle aged, Especially middle-aged with children, or if you look comical instead of gorgeous or sexy, you cannot be K-pop. <laughs> all right, um, students this week. All right, I'm always curious what do what do they know coming in? Students, many of them were definitely familiar with Kim Jong Un, the supreme leader he has basically all these long titles supreme leader of of North Korea so uh, and we talked about this throughout class about how perhaps North Korea is is the most closed off the the least free uh both uh, in terms of economic Liberty and individual liberty of maybe just about any country in the world. We talked about the repressive, like they were familiar with this. Many of my students were familiar with some of the, this stuff around Kim Jong Un. By the way, like in in North Korea, it is currently not the year 2022. It it is the year 110, right? Because. Kim Jong-un's grandfather, right, who was, like, the first president of North Korea, the Democratic People's Republic of North Korea, the communist regime, right, that took over North Korea after World War II, like, he was born in 19, 1912, and so that's, right. they date their years on the years since his birth, and so it's the year 110 in North Korea, Um, and there's just all sorts of crazy stuff about, um, Kim Jong-un, including the, right, we looked at pictures of, of him with Dennis Rodman, right? The American basketball player, Dennis Rodman, uh, of the hundred or so students who take my class every week, by the way, I think about two knew who Dennis Rodman was, right? And then I get to educate my kids on who Dennis Rodman was, um, or is, And if you don't know who Dennis Rodman is, right, American basketball player, played with Michael Jordan, right, lots of tattoos, crazy personality. I think he was married to or dated Madonna for a while. Uh, Students knew about Kim Jong-un. Yeah, and like terrible stuff with Kim Jong-un. like, And we talked about like as a country, if you have an oppressive leader like that, how do you get rid of them? Like if you oppose Kim Jong-un, you are killed, right? Like his uncle, he, I mean, there's reports of some of these gruesome murders. Like he had a disagreement with his uncle, had his uncle stripped and fed to rabid dogs. Like, (laughs) right? What do you do? How do you oppose that? How do you change that? There's been rumors, and some of my students, one of my students, brought this up. There's been rumors over, over the past couple of years about his health. There was even speculation a while back that he was dead. I, I don't think that's true. I mean, uh, you can read these reports online. It, it was like people thought maybe he was dead. Uh, I anyway, it definitely appears his health is fading. Uh, there's also, by the way, no clear male heir, so it's possible that when he dies. A woman will be in control of North Korea. That would be interesting. South Korea, talk about a tale of two cities because right? You have these these two countries, North Korea that is uh, oppressive, oppressive regime. Uh, Living in poverty, like 40% of the population of North Korea is uh, undernourished or malnourished. Like 1% of the population has access to the internet. Um, Just poverty Um, and and a crumbling nation. There's actually 25 million people something like that 26 million people is the official number of people who live in North Korea but there's some speculation that North Korea is lying about those numbers that they actually that their population is is dwindling and they don't want the they don't want the world to know that so you have this this country that is crumbling is dying and then you just go below the 38th parallel to South Korea, and you have a country that is vibrant. (laughs) Vibrant. Seoul is a super city with more than 10 million people. It's this major economic hub in East Asia. And this all goes back to this guy Park Chung-hee. And I did some research on Park Chung-hee this week. This is the kind of stuff my students get. I am introducing my students Well, I read it and I distill it. Like, I'm reading stuff from Harvard. Park Chung-hee's International Legacy, written by some – it's this academic paper written by some Harvard professor that I am distilling and sharing with my students. And this thing I read, it starts out, says, Former U.S. President Bill Clinton had an enormously successful campaign slogan. All right, okay, I could go on a whole rabbit trail in that 1992 presidential campaign for Bill Clinton. Um, it's the economy, stupid, right? That was, that's, it's those words, it's the economy, stupid. Those words elected Bill Clinton president of the United States, um, right? It's the economy, stupid. Um, and and the, the article here by this Harvard prof says Clinton saved his campaign with that strategy. Park uh, Park Chung Hee saved a country. Basically, Park Chung Hee took over um, South Korea in 1961 and was like, "We're going to focus everything on the economy." And the country in 1961 was poor. It was ravaged by the Korean War. Uh, people were destitute. They were they were getting aid from North Korea. North Korea was backed by China. And Chairman Mao, and they had right, they had all this uh, power and wealth, and South Korea was poor, and and people were starving, and Park Chung he, he was basically like, it's the economy, stupid, and and he focused all of his energy on the economy, and his predecessors had focused on on. Um, Keeping South Korea strong militarily, and Park Chung Hee was like, "Nope, let's just let's just focus on the economy, and if we fix the economy, everything else will fall into place." And man, um, South Korea became an economic powerhouse. It's also okay, interesting stuff um, culturally. It is. Um, Okay. Economic powerhouse. By the way, my student from South Korea said that... I was like, we're looking at Seoul. Have you been to Seoul? Oh, many times, she said. All right. I'm like, what's the traffic like in Seoul? She said, it's terrible. (laughs) I expected that. You did too. We talked about using the metro to get around. Uh, We looked at Google Maps to get directions from Seoul to Busan, which is the largest, second largest city in the country, about 3.5 million people live in Busan, which is in the very southern tip of the Korean Peninsula, very southern part of South Korea. And Seoul is is pretty far north, pretty far, pretty close to that 38th parallel line. Um, and there, Google couldn't come up with driving directions. I don't think that means you can't drive there, but Google couldn't come up with driving directions. Hour-long flight, three and a half hours by train to get from Seoul to Busan. Um, And my student was talking about using public transit and and the metro trains to get around Seoul with all the bad traffic. Um, Highly secular country with about 40% of the country having no religious affiliation. Um, Various sects of Buddhism would be... Um, I guess if you, if you're, would be number two, if you count no religious affiliate, no religious affiliation, number one, um, various sects of of Buddhism would be number two. And then about, uh, 25% of the country is, uh, is Christian, uh, Christian missionaries traveling to South Korea in the 19th and 20th century, uh, very much, uh, Christianized in many ways and Westernized, um, the country mega churches lots of mega churches like churches with like 10,000 people plus throughout south korea of course we talked about the korean war um but not not much cuz i don't want like like i don't want my class on korea to be dominated by the korean war it's not i mean sure you got to talk about it some why do we what's the 38th parallel why do we have north korea and south korea but I don't think it's fair to South Korea that we look at South Korea and we just and all we're going to talk about is the Korean War um, And I joked about that with the kids and I said, if you want to learn more about the Korean War, you got to sign up for my Cold War class." And I yeah and I'm like, guys, I am starting a new section of the Cold War, my Cold War class, history of the Cold War class in just a couple of weeks. so I was teasing that and right Mikhail Gorbachev's death. Yesterday, as I record this podcast on august thirty first Mikhail Gorbachev, the final leader of the Soviet Union, uh, died just yesterday on August thirtieth at his home in Moscow. So all right, that's I, I okay, those were some of the highlights, some of the highlights from class uh, this week. Fascinating, fascinating. Um, countries of north korea and south korea students asked me have you been i said nope but of course it's on the list if i've not been there it's on the list yes i want to like i want to go to north korea i would love to go to north korea because i value a wide variety of life experiences i am not in search of perpetual bliss travel is my continuing education all right hey if you have if you have kids grandkids Neighbors, nieces, nephews, would love to have them sign up for my classes on OutSchool. Go to outschool.com and search for Clark Van Deventer to find all of my classes or search for my class around the world with Mr. Clark. You can also find me on social. You can search my name. I'm I'm around. You can find me um, at Clark Van on Instagram. You can email me around the world with Mr. Clark at gmail.com. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.